Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Research team that has been working so beautifully. I mean, it's so beautifully on researching everything we possibly feel like we need to know to help people heal from these bioweapons, these um, genetic infection bioweapons. And at the same time, I'm reading a book that was gifted me by a very kind woman at a cancer clinic, uh, cancer conference, excuse me, I was speaking at last year. Um, she lent me a book uh, called God's Way Sufi Spiritual Healing by um, Dr. Robert Joffe. And I, in reading this book, you know, you, you come to this understanding of what we all believe and i think intuitively understand that there's something far beyond the mechanistic look at uh, at this healing process you know as some of my um students began to speak who are, have joined the research team and who are working to heal themselves they'll, they'll what's going on, it became very obvious. And, and as I've talked to more people throughout the um, throughout the world who were coerced or felt like they were being forced into the getting the shots and regretted it, they, they knew there was something wrong and they didn't trust their first thought. They didn't trust the voice of God coming through them. Say, look, you need to do whatever you need to do to not take this. And they relented and and succumbed to the pressure. The injuries that um, so many people have sustained, and unfortunately, in many cases, with tragic consequences, um, have come with a spiritual scar, a spiritual energy uh, injury. Excuse me, as well. It's said by people much more adept at healing than I am that disease, let me get the exact quote here. It's not a quote, it's an idea. Uh, that disease will last as long as it takes for the lesson to be learned. That all disease vanishes when the disease process is no longer needed because the lesson has been learned. So I'm reading this really phenomenal book, uh, and and it's it's making a lot of sense. You know, it's 
definitely an affirmation of existing beliefs and an organization of how to get into more spiritual healing, you know, because we, we consistently make the mistake, and I certainly have over the years, of reducing the exploration of God's medicine to a mechanistic view, you know, very, very much championed by the allopaths. What's happening at the cell level? What is this vitamin, this mineral, this this phytonutrient, this herb? What does it do to assist the restoration of order in the system? So I'm sitting in this meeting and everyone's introducing themselves. What became very clear for the folks who have been injured, and I mean severely injured, by this this horrible bioweapon, this truly evil and dark bioweapon, this diabolical plot against God's children, was that they all exhibited one common injury spiritually. They exhibited the injury of self-judgment. That they blame themselves because they are good people. They blame themselves for what has befallen them. Now, I think that's a beautiful thing because it does establish accountability for their own actions. And that's a part of this larger lesson that they're that life is so precious as to trust what your first thought is, that the first thought is the voice of God speaking to you. And that when we honor that first thought, it's a divine guide that will never steer us wrong. This is why prayer and meditation is so important as a, a daily experience. Prayer to express gratitude for the three, and now I'm going to say the four gifts we've been given. I'm going to add one in. If you've been listening to me, you know what these are, but let's repeat them to each other again and again and again as beings of light that we remind each other of these glorious gifts that we've been given. Gift of existence, we never had to exist. The gift of consciousness, our existence didn't have to come with that. The awareness of who we are, of that nature. The third gift is the gift of freedom of thought and feeling. Feelings being this wonderful spiritual language. See, that's what emotion really is. It's the spiritual language that we're speaking with each other. Of course, it's interspersed with chemicals and things because we are in union with our body at this at this time. So the body can have influence over emotional status and over emotional expression for sure. But when you get right down to it, the language we all speak, that we all know, is emotion, feelings, right? To feel is to believe. 
people will forget what you tell them. But they'll never forget the way you make them feel. How you make someone feel is an eternal remembrance, especially that first exploration of them. So I'm sitting in this meeting and it becomes so apparent, like, wow, we are on the verge of doing this yet again, reducing God's medicine to that which we can taste and touch and see and not appreciating that God's medicine isn't limited by such things. That we need to have these conversations about the spiritual energies, this, this hmm, spiritual injuries that we all have experienced over these years and really over our lives and maybe even over lifetimes. This is all part of God's perfection, even the parts that don't feel good, because the parts that don't feel good come with lessons that will last us through eternity. So I'm sitting there and making this internal decision that I can feel welling up within me that it's time for me to evolve. And then I get this really incredible letter from my brother Adam, my student, my friend. It's just such a sweet letter of gratitude. People will forget what you tell them, but they'll never forget the way you make them feel. And it reminds me yet again, I remember sitting in my meditation room after prayer and reading the letter. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The immediate thought was the first thought, the voice of God, was I have to be better. I have to evolve. I have to be better than I've ever been. I like being a little ghetto. You know what I mean? I like the bravado and I like being a man. But ultimately, I'm not a man. Ultimately, I'm a being of light, interested in the journey of enlightenment and ascension. I love teaching this journey to people. It's time for me to start ascending again. And I've been in this pattern, uh, this reductionistic pattern, looking at the cell and going, okay, if this is what's wrong in the cell, then I give it this, this should fix it, this mechanistic, reductionistic view of healing that totally eliminates the presence of God to heal everyone. It's about belief. This is the ultimate challenge of faith that we all go through. And certainly I'm going through it. I've never had to work this hard to help someone heal. Never. And that's not being braggadocious. That's just stating fact. But I've never... I've never felt like 
need to invoke God as the healer, to ask God to be present like I have over the last four years. One of the things I like to teach all of my students is that as healers, uh, you know, as, as healers, you know, I, I hear people saying this quite often. It's it, it kind of is like fingernails on the chalkboard, you know, for me, right? A little bit. It's kind of like chewing aluminum foil. If you've ever tried that, it's horrible. Don't try it. <laughs> well, try it if you want to feel how horrible it is. And then you'll, you trust me when I tell you, you'll immediately stop. Um, I, I share with students this, this idea of being what a healer is, is being incredibly humble. That in all of our lives, there is only one person we will ever heal. That person is ourself. I teach them that disease is the summation of our choices in almost every case that have invited chaos and darkness into our lives. And that whole theme of light and dark is what we're going to talk about today. What is light? Disease is chaos, darkness. Health is order. And light. And that helps us define what healing is. It helps us define that healing is the journey from darkness back into light, the journey from chaos to the creation of order within our lives. I used to go to people's houses uh, when I started out i used to make sure my first sessions with people healing sessions were always at their house so i could just see how disordered their homes were you come to learn something very quick people live in squalor you might have a nice car and wear nice clothes and look put together but you there's disease present you go into their home you're going to find it i remember going into homes where the windows are all closed so the air is stagnant they have animals, which if you have animals, you know, having closed windows is typically not a good idea for scent and smell. And you're breathing in all of that all day, that, that stagnancy in the air, especially if the animals. And I remember going into someone's house where their cats had just urinated everywhere and you're just walking into a litter box. I actually couldn't stay in there. I had to walk out and catch my breath. And I was like, okay, we're going to have to be able to do the session here, but I've seen all I need to see. The external environment that you exist within is toxic and that's not just limited to smells and things like that i mean that's true of the toxicity the potential for toxicity within relationships you know with, I've, I've been in those homes i've lived in those homes you know where i've been living with someone who was just completely toxic for me and maybe even at that point in my existence i was toxic for them But getting back to this idea of these gifts we've been given by God, existence, consciousness, freedom of thought, freedom of feeling, there's a fourth that I want to teach you today. The creative authority to manifest. The creative authority 
to create whatever it is that you want. And truth be told, we're doing it all day long, even if we are being unconscious in our choices of what we are truly creating. And what's the easiest sign that someone is being unconscious of their choices, the self-judgment that people are exhibiting? Blame. Blaming themselves, blaming Fauci and friends. Blame. Blame is the sign, the most obvious sign that you are not accepting your fourth gift of manifestation, your fourth gift of the creative force you truly are as a being like, which means you can manifest order in your life. And healing is the journey of that manifestation of order, the restoration of light within you. Didn't say it would be easy, and I didn't say it would be fun all the time. What I'm saying to you is it's possible, and it is true for your consideration, at the very least. Today, what I want to do with you is I want to, want to evolve with you. I'm going to share some of the thoughts that I've been having this month in the course that's occurring while I'm cleansing. This is one of the beautiful things of detoxifying yourselves and cleansing your bodies. It allows you as a being light to be in a much clearer communication with God. And to allow ourselves, allow ourselves this incredible opportunity for God to truly be the healer for all the judgment that we may have on ourselves and even displace onto others and acts of blaming and things of this nature, there is only one judge, and that is our creator. So today, when we come back from the break, what I want to do with you on Energetic Health Radio is I want to share with you uh, some thoughts and these questions, what is light, and questions that emanate after that some conversations that I've had with some really incredible people, both students and teachers, about what's possible. When you accept an inescapable conclusion, we are not our bodies as awesome as they are and as grateful as we are to be in communion with them for a period of time. What we are is greater than even our bodies. Our bodies that can anchor and house, hold, hug our spirits, hug us as beings of light. And I've made Two promises I am going to really put my energy and effort into becoming now. Because I know so many people, so many people want to love me and I do make it hard. Because I cuss sometimes and I am prickly 
uncompromising, vocal. One promise I made to myself, and I'm going to work very diligently to learn how to uphold and be in the energy, the frequency, the vibration of us, to make sure the words that I speak to people have love in them at all times, a conscious expression of love in them. If I do fall short, I will learn and I will account. And I'm sure the karma that forms, even if it's small, <laughs> will teach me. <laughs> to, and then hopefully I'll be a good student, learn the lessons so it doesn't have to become any worse than that. For I long to walk in the light of God's eternal truth. And hopefully be inspiring so that you want to as well and know that you can whenever you so choose. See, that's the trick. That's the, the acceptance we have to create within us. The acceptance of allowing ourselves to be truly vessels, vessels of a higher intelligence, a higher wisdom, a brighter light. And that it's possible for us to do that in all that we do. Because it is. It is possible. The question becomes, when? When are we going to do it? Now seems like a good answer to me. And I hope it seems that way to you too. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. You feel like you are a being of light and you want to find other beings of light who 
are going to accept you as you are and encourage you to become a better version of that which you are. Join the EI family. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Part of cellular healing starting up in February, detoxification starting up in March. Holistic nutrition goes on all year round. Great, great, great certifications. We have do-it-yourself courses at my.energetichealthinstitute.org. Just great stuff. Folks, really excited about the Energetic Health Institute being the school for beings of light to discover what life is like when we are at our very best. So check us out. We'd love to have you. And I can promise you it's an experience that will last you a lifetime in a very beautiful way. Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by globalhealing.com. You know, the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines uh, in the world today. I was thinking about Dr. Group. Uh, got to hang out with my brother from another. You know, I got to hang out with him. Such an enlightened being. Um, got to hang out with him a little bit. You know, you know those people, you just always feel better when you're around. You know, it's an aspiration line become. And uh, we got to hang out for a couple of magical days. I'll tell you a little story in a second. But it's like, how do I describe him? Say, simply put, he's the, he and his team, greatest medicine makers in our generation, hands down. So make sure you go to these two organizations, these two communities of people, Energetic Health Institute and Global Healing. Make sure you get yourself connected in with us and make sure that you share that good feeling that is created with everyone that you can. And they ask you where you found that good feeling. Well, hey, that started here for me. Share your journey, right? Let them know what's possible to you. Mm. I had an incredible week this week. You know, incredible week. Challenging. But, you know, it doesn't make it any less incredible, especially with where you wind up after the challenges. You know. uh, this week, um, Dr. Artis, Dr. Groove, Dr. Schmidt, myself, got together with a few members from each of our teams, uh, rented out a really awesome place to stay. And... Um, you know, just had a chance to be together, you know, and talk about what we wanted to put on this year for Healing for the Ages on September 12th, 13th, and 14th. Make sure you put that on your calendar. We're going to open up uh, registration um, for everyone in, probably in um, late April or early May, somewhere in there. That's when we're anticipating. And we know it's going to sell out like as soon as we do this year. And so we're working on saying, okay, here's folks coming in. They love the vibe last year. What do we need to do to make sure we recreate that vibe and then take us up another level? You know, and that's what the conversations were about. What do we want to do to to give back to each of you? You know, create this feeling. Remember, people forget what you tell them, but they'll never forget the way you make them feel. What can we, what can we do to bring God's medicine in that you can't see the invisible aspects of God's medicine? What can we do to bring this healing potential to everyone just by being present with each other? Like we can have this whole room healing happening because we love each other, right? So we can do that. We've already proven we can do that. 
So we start on this incredible thing, and then you know, as as it's, it's so fun being divinely guided. You know, it, it really is. It's so much fun being divinely guided. Um, and that's been what we've all experienced. I mean, we were divinely guided back to each other. You know, I'm sure we've known each other for um, lifetimes before this because it's just too natural. We know each other, we love each other. You know, the four of us are united. Our teams work beautifully well together. You know, there's no ego and, you know, competition means no oh i need this you know it's like not even a thought it's who can we give you know how can we earn your trust every day and how can we build this family atmosphere this this true family among all of us so we had some good ideas on tuesday good conversations you know great food you know great ideas you know getting everything really organized you know like what do we need to do to, to create this right What's the gestation period for this idea? Dr. Artis led off with uh, reading some works of Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief, you know, really setting a good energy tone. You know. Dr. Group had some wonderful things to say. It's just, yeah, it's just, you know, it's so much fun being around good people. I have to kind of pinch myself. You know. I'm nobody special. I know that it's not true for a lot of people, but for me, I just enjoy all of this. You know, I don't enjoy the reason for it, but I enjoy, you know, the examples we can set of working together, collaborating, and supporting each other. And so all the laughter, like we joke around, all, it's so much fun, like being around people who share, you know, the passion that you have for helping and for learning loving you know on all this all the good stuff all the love logic and light well tuesday evening when we were together you know I, I break off for a second to go contact a few of my team members at the energetic health institute check in and uh, dr group and dr artist start a conversation up that you can hear in the other room like you know i'm trying to do my best to because i don't want to leave the gathering for one moment but I needed to take care of a couple of things so I'm kind of listening in you know what's going on in that other room as well and they're they're talking about some really magical some some powerful healers that have come before us and mentioning names and their works and you know in many cases names I had never heard of it's so much fun to be in this 25 years and still feel like wow I have so much to learn in the conversation um moves over to uh and talking about i mean i heard the word nanometer and that's this is my big deal right now like the size of molecules we're studying quantum dots right now these little horrible cadmium totally toxic core um dots about two nan nanometers inside that get activated by blue light and what they've done is they've encapsulated these this heavy metal cadmium with like zinc or selenium so that the cell will think it's zinc or selenium and and bring it into the cell and then the cell enzymes start utilizing the outer core of of um of minerals and then what gets revealed is cadmium which is then going to injure mitochondria and lead to apoptosis or you know signal the cell that it's time to die because it's it can't uh, sustain life mitochondria so it's really it's, it's pretty nefarious we'll, we'll be talking more about it it's really diabolical we'll be talking more about it uh, you're going to hear me using the word diabolical a lot 
and nefarious and things like that because I just I do not feel good anymore. Healers talking about this as the greatest crime in human history. That sounds to me like we're aspiring to be criminals, you know. That's like we're celebrating it. Oh, because that's you know, that's what we use the word great for. Great job, right? Great. Great, greatest crime. It's like, well, no, we can, we have words for that. I, I've certainly been guilty of it. So I'm not, definitely not judging anyone. I'm just saying I'm evolving and I'm going to be calling it diabolical, the most diabolical plot, most various plot in human history. You know, like, let's call it what it is. Um, Dr. Group and Dr. Artist are having this conversation. Dr. Schmidt joins in and here I come in, you know, and there's people like around talking and everything. And Dr. Group says, well, let me call. Let me call the librarian up. So he calls up the librarian, and we're going to bring the librarian on for an interview pretty soon, the next couple of weeks. But he calls up the librarian, and the librarian's like, asks her, and you know, they asked some questions, and he was able to answer them right away. And I was like, okay, so what's all this? Who's the librarian? You know? And he goes, well, uh, it's this guy who has collected over 12,000 books, all dating all the way back to ancient um Greece of natural medicine of you know he's he has an entire he has the world's largest art archive of natural medicine literature um published literature you know dating back from Marie and you know and all this other cool stuff so I was like what I didn't know this existed what it's like where is it you know because I'm immediately thinking and I think we all were like where is it where how can we go how can we go and see this archive right um just so happens it was an hour and a half from where we were meeting <laughs> and so we had a whole day scheduled for business um, collaborations between our companies um our organizations and uh you know for the next day and we we're like uh yeah no <laughs> we're not gonna do that we're gonna just get in the vehicles and drive up to go to this archive and, you know and spend as much time as as the, the librarian would let us spend so i was like okay so we were like, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, woke up super early and got on the road and I could feel myself in traffic, like go faster. Let's get that. You know, like, I was just like, I don't feel like that very often, but I was like, definitely like, please get out of the way. People get into the fast lane over there, go to the carpool lane. Why aren't we driving faster? Why I wanted to like take over the driving. Cause I, I drive like a, I drive like a, a deranged bat with its tail on fire. Let me tell you. So I was like, let's go, let's get there. You know, I could feel myself pushing and pushing and pushing. I'm like, calm down, calm down. It's Christmas is going to get here. Just calm down. But we get to this place and it's magical. You know, it's just absolutely magical. Um, you can feel the energy of the ancestors there. You can feel the wisdom, the knowledge. It was like walking into the hall of the Akashic Records. Is how I, it's the only way I can describe it. I've been there in a vision once. And I, it's the only way I can describe it, like every book emitting golden beams of light, of, of knowledge of, of God's eternal truth that has been mastered and understood so it could be shared to students so that we could have a constant remembrance of what is possible. Or we walk into this really sacred room, this sacred space, you know, you could feel that, you know, there's music playing classical music and Fibonacci sequences and all kind of beautiful things. There's two stories to it. There's this, you know, it's just, there's chairs around where you can grab a book and just sit down. I mean, it, it's like it, the librarian is really, and his wonderful wife really put this together beautifully, right? 
And I'm just like, I, two days ago, did not know this existed. And here I am just like in awe, you know, reading actual, you know, notes from Royal Rife, you know, and looking at so many books on Tesla and color therapy and frequency medicine and all the stuff that, of course, has been completely vilified as new science by the Wikipedias and the pharmaceutical industry, and, you know, the folks that don't want you to know what is really possible and that God's medicine is not limited to herbs and foods and vitamins and minerals. Like that's just, it's a part of the, the toolbox, you know. So I'm in this, I'm about to walk in and there's this huge, huge, um, you know, um, poster hanging on the wall that dates all the way back to 10,000 BC. There's a guy that wrote a book called The Rivers of Life that traced all worship, all religions, all humanity back through every thousand years, you know, really, and then hundreds of years, and just to show, like, how did we get to where we are? Like, it is a total roadmap of how we get to where we are. And what do we see on that roadmap? But one of the lineages of worship is the worship of snakes that started around 9,000 BC right? There we go, right? It's still here. You're like, wow, there really is nothing new under, under the sun. Ultimately, we have this incredible day. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the librarian on when he's ready to go, and we'll, we'll do an interview with him for you so you can feel good, you know, about the world. Because that's all. He just, he's clearly enlightened. And of course, how could you not be reading all those books and living with them, you know, because there is a very real osmosis, uh, spiritual osmosis that takes place when you're in the presence of divine wisdom. It's, it's like, wow, just sitting there kind of absorbing it. Like, where do you start? You know, like, there's so many things in here I want to read. What, where do I start? I don't even know what's in, you know, I mean, it's just a kid in the candy store, right? Well, I hear a whisper in my ear. And that whisper is what is light and we come back from break let's talk about it what is light right back with more energetic health radio right after these messages i'm so confused i don't know what to do i'm afraid of going to the hospital my doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work trust is earned we are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Healers, welcome back. Uh, what is light? So I hear this whisper in the ear. What is light? I'm in this enchanted, sacred place. What is light? And I was like, I don't know. That was my first response. I don't know. I don't know that I know what light is. That's something I've certainly taken for granted. What is light? What is light when you stop and you think about it, right? I want to read a few things to you. It's okay. What is light, matter or energy? This is the big science. We're looking at it from the nerdy scientific, uh, I want to be right, perspective. 
Light is both a particle and a wave. Light has properties of both a particle and an electromagnetic wave, but not all the properties of either. It consists of photons that travel in a wave-like pattern. The debate has raged for generations amongst the giants of the physics community regarding the nature of light, namely whether it is a particle or an electromagnetic wave. Now, do you see this reductionistic mindset here? It has to be one or the other. It can't be both. It can't be both. So we're going to argue because I need to be right. And in arguing, we're going to take ourselves further out of the light because what we're really saying is I have an ego that needs to be fed rather than an ego that can be fed by the appreciation of it being both things or being even undefinable. But of course, it brings up some questions. Well, why, if it's a wavelength, when, why, when it's acting as a wave-like pattern, why is the wave consistent? Why doesn't it spread out so far that the photons don't go in a straight line? right? Do they go in a straight line, right? I mean, there's so many additional questions. The thing about something like this that I want to really impart to you is this is not an answer to the question. This is an explanation of it. But it doesn't define what light is. It simply tells you what light is doing. It's an explanation. And a brilliant one, these folks are geniuses to even gotten to that point to be able to prove these things, right? So you give them their due for that, sure, there's always going to be some good that comes out of this. So I went and said, well, what did Einstein think about this? Because this is the whole theory of relativity where it really emerges from. Because Einstein spent decades of his life contemplating what is light. And he has apparently a crucial breakthrough. I'm reading this from amnh.org. I don't know what that is, but it's an Einstein exhibit. So I don't, I don't know what that is. It's AMH. Oh, American Museum of Natural History. Oh, wait. American Museum. Yeah, yeah. American Museum of Natural History. And I'll put these, low, these links in the, uh, in the show notes for you. Um, but it says, uh, Einstein's crucial breakthrough about the nature of light made in 1905 can be summed up in a deceptively simple statement, the speed of light is constant. That's right. Doesn't change. Doesn't get faster. Doesn't get slower. Doesn't matter whether you're moving at the speed of light. The speed of light is still the speed of light. Doesn't matter the distance. Doesn't matter the medium that it travels through. It is constant. It is unchanging. It is constantly 186,000 miles per second, according to this article. I'm sure there's a little bit more precision. Let me see what the, let's see if there's a, a little bit more precision. What is the speed of light? Because it's constant. Now that should blow you away right there. All right. Um, let's see what it says here. Yeah, it's uh, 299,700. 92, 400, and 299 million, excuse me, 792,458 meters per second, approximately 300,000 kilometers per second, 186,000 miles per second, um, and 671 million miles per hour. Six, 
171 million miles per hour. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal right there. It just what blows me away, and I'm sure this had to be the revelation of revelations for Einstein, is that it doesn't change speed. It's the same velocity from start to finish. There's no ramping up, no speed, acceleration, no deceleration. It just is here. It's a constant. Which then takes me over into some of the ancient texts. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What's Jesus saying? Where there is life, there must be light. Genesis. Genesis 1, 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 1, 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You know what blows me away about that? Water exists before light. <laughs> wow. Right? I mean, really, wow. And then we get to Genesis 1, 3, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. 1, 4, Genesis. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So yesterday I was uh, in teaching a master class, holistic nutrition master class with my students at the Energetic Health Institute. We meet, I tell you all, we meet every Thursday. It's one of my favorite classes to teach every week. I look forward to it every week because we get into different discussions. When we were in the archives, in the natural history, natural medicine archives, right? Um, the thing that stood out, we were reading Paracelsus. We were reading, um, my goodness, I was reading a lot of Rife's work. Um, it didn't matter what book you picked up, though, because like Ed would come over and share something with me, or Jana would, and I'd vice versa. You know, we're just going around. Like you just can't wait to go back. <laughs> Let me just put it to you like that. I am so excited to go back and spend a few days up there and just reading. Um, the thing that really stuck out was that every single author referenced God. Every single author, author that we read referenced God and typically to start what they were going to share. God was present in every single book from the beginning. That's since changed now that science has become very cold and distant from God. Even though, even while it explains the phenomenon of God's existence, which is kind of crazy to me, but... What was really exciting was there's a philosophy to all this, you know. And that's what I was getting to when we were talking about the self-judgment. That if we are reducing healing, if we're reducing healing, which is the is moving from the journey from chaos and darkness into order and light, if we are reducing that journey to a mechanistic 
expression. Oh, well, you're, you are your body. So all I have to do is heal this body and everything is going to be great. Well, wait a minute, hold on. What lessons are we learning? So those lessons are for the spirit. Lessons are for you as a being of light. Did you learn the lesson? Why this, this thing won't go away, Dr. H. Well, did you learn the lesson? Did you learn the lesson? It's not supposed to go away until you learn the lesson. It's a gift to you if you look at it in that way. Oh, what am I supposed to be learning? I can't wait to go into meditation later today. I have some questions for myself, some things I'm working on. Where I get to ask for what is not healing in my body. What's the lesson that I haven't learned yet? I'm ready to learn the lesson. And see, that's where it starts. I'm ready to learn the lesson. Show me, Father. Shine your divine light down on me that I may see this lesson. That I may learn it and be grateful for it and appreciate it. How many people have recovered from very serious diseases, cancers, right? And are grateful for that experience, grateful for you. The best thing that ever happened to me was cancer. The best thing that ever happened to me was getting sick. I learned so much. I learned so much about me. I learned so much how to take care of my body. I learned. And then the disease left. We did this exercise. And I want to share it with you. Let's do it together. You know, I, I asked my students, what is light? So go ahead and ask yourself that. What is light? I mean, if you're listening on a replay, go ahead and put pause on. What is light? Some of my students gave me the, the, the description of what's happening, the explanation, I should say, of what's happening. You know, the, the photons and the electromagnetic waves and, you know, all, this, all, that, all that stuff. Okay. It still doesn't tell me what light is. It tells me what light is doing, but it doesn't tell me what light is what is light? So the first thing that came out of me when I asked myself that question and gave myself a minute to just listen to the voice of God, what is light? Light is the manifestation of God's existence and his divine order. Remember, light travels at a constant speed. Well, what? Nothing else does that. Wouldn't it make sense that God is constant? That God is the constant in our existence, in our consciousness, in our freedom of thought, freedom of feeling? in our ability to manifest? Wouldn't it make sense that there, that God is the constant in all of that? And that 186,000 miles per second, 671 million miles an hour, is God saying I'm here? Because when we go to the next question, what is darkness? That's easy to find. It's the absence of light. The absence. So I asked them another question. I asked them, so what does it mean to be enlightened? 
because we have this image. I don't know about you, but the image I've I, I had always had of being enlightened. Mm. That is some good, good holy water. The image that I always have is that Buddhist monk, you know, in total Zen, sitting on a rock, out in nature, breathing, meditating, you know, an enlightened being that this the glow around, you know, the depictions of Jesus uh, with the glow around him, you know, especially around his head, you know, that it, the symbols of the, the graphic depictions of enlightenment, you know. And when you look at that, it's like, well, I don't know about you. I always had my doubts of like, can I ever do this? You know, like, I don't, I'm not that, you know, I'm not, I'm not as good as this person, right? So this, this whole thing of not good enough starts creeping. That's what it did for me. Not really understanding that what, what's the message, what's Jesus' message? You know, unconditional love, of course, but I mean, not doing anything you are not capable of. You can do this exact same thing I'm doing. You can experience this exact experience that I am proving is possible. So I said, well, what, what does it mean to be in light tent? Light coming within, allowing light to come with you, not bringing it in because that's you going, I'm going to grab some of that out of here and I'm going to pull it into me. No, 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 no. It's you allowing it to come in. And you are out in the sun on a beautiful day and it's warming your skin. Did you grab it and pull it into you? Or did you allow yourself to enjoy its presence on you? Because it's actually activating your body. We know that through vitamin D levels, right? And what was what was the number one, in my opinion, my professional opinion, if that means anything, it's the number one cure. I can't stand that word. I'm going to resend that, strike that from the record. What's the, what was the number one remedy, the number one anecdote for SARS-CoV-2? Vitamin D levels. I mean, when you think about it, vitamin D is actually your ability to measure light within your body. When your vitamin D levels are low, you don't have a lot of light in your body. That's just what it is. When your vitamin D levels are elevated where they need to be over 50 nanograms per milliliter, you're saying, well, now I have some light in my body. Right? We can actually measure light in the human body. Vitamin D. So what does it mean to be enlightened? It means to allow light in. That we're the ones that dim the light from coming in. We're the ones that dim our light from shining. It's all up to us. And, and how? Because we've been given the gift of freedom of thought freedom of feeling and the free and the ability to manifest. We're the ones that choke the light. We're the ones that bring in the darkness and the chaos. So it comes about making a different decision. We're not going to do that anymore. So what does it mean to be enlightened? To be filled with light. To take that journey from darkness 
from chaos to light and order. It means to be a healer. To be a healer is to be enlightened, understanding that you will only ever heal one person in your life and understanding that the journey into enlightenment may very well have no terminal endpoint. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm going to spend some time with you all like this. Everything's going to be all right. Everything that's happened has already happened. You get to decide how much you want to participate in that, that darkness and that chaos, or how much you want to participate in the light and creating order. These are the choices we make. Every single day in little ways and in big ways, this is this is what we do as beings of light. As a being of light, I want to and will be making more and more choices of being that being light, of basking in God's divine light and doing all I can to create order without force through the inspiration of it all. So I say to you all healers, may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. And may we have the love, logic, and light to allow that divine light into us. That's a little piece I just learned today that we need to add to that blessing. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute wishing you a beautiful day wherever you may be. I hope this conversation we had made you feel really good and I hope you take your shoes off and walk around in this glorious, glorious Mother Earth that hosts us so gracefully. I hope you hug someone you love, tell them you love them. And I hope you spend some minutes in prayer and meditation today, taking that journey with them. Until we meet again, aloha. And I hope.